Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and also series there and Fort Witch with me as always on one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, Oh dear. Oh dear. Are my co-hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett Rabel. Right. We are we are here and we are queer. Let's get to it. <laughs> Which so hey guys. Bad. Guys, the, bo- the, the, the boys are back in town. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have another one of those going on. We missed three straight weeks. I know. Dude, the well, world hasn't been the same since we went dark. <laughs> well, we usually take off two weeks for holidays, which that's, yeah. not, that's not unusual. But last week, there was a lot going on. There was uh, travel. There was COVID. Your your faithful host Christian Duran got COVID. We finally you're the you're the one holding out. Me and Brett already had it. No, I know, no, dude. Is it weird though? Like I'm like when I was when I got it, I was like kind of embarrassed to get it, and I was also like dude. mad. Dude, I, I I know I'm I'm I know what you mean. I I I got to a point where I was less worried about getting COVID and more worried about getting judged, getting COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where people this, are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I went to the few grocery stores. There's like a, yeah, exactly. There's like a certain liberal embarrassment to it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I feel like conservatives would like post on Facebook, got COVID, wasn't a big deal. Fucking move on. And right. like, <laughs> liberals would be like, I don't know guys. <laughs> like I got lucky, but and yeah. liberals will be like liberals will will message someone they sent an email to being like just so you know i do have covid so you might want to get tested yeah like yeah. they just exchanged emails and are like i i have covid so maybe that email could have had the cove on it <laughs> liberals are like annoyingly uh considerate of other people <laughs> just you know what i mean just like come on let's just let it all let's just let it all go i mean they're yeah they're annoyingly considerate of selective people but if you are poor and white boy could they give a fuck <laughs> yeah they're like oh they died from the vaccine great <laughs> yeah if you're poor white and republican they you know they do not give a shit really I'm in this uh this group on Facebook. It's it's uh it's called Buy Nothing. You basically yeah, you I'm on join, that, yeah. you're on that too. So you join it and it's like it's geotagged to, to your location or whatever. So it's just your surrounding area and it's basically people just getting rid of shit. So people mm-hmm. like I have I'm trying to get rid of this and people will yeah. come and pick it up from your place. It's a great group, but someone posted like a like a frying pan and they're like they posted the details and they go, Oh, just so everybody knows, uh I do have a cat. So if anybody has allergies, just know the, the the pan was in a room with a cat. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I think it's fine. Like, do you really think <laughs> like are you are you really that considerate of people that you're gonna let someone know that the frying pan, the metal object was in the presence of a cat? Like who wouldn't what do you do? Was, like was come the cat on humping it? Like was it just fucking humping it every day? Right. Did the cat live inside of the pan? Like, what? The, I don't. Why is that a detail that you need to tell anybody? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say like, and the cat has tested positive. Like, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that was going. It's just a cat was next to it. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. I, you know, I kind of think it would be fun in the buy nothing group. I think it would be fun to, because yeah, it's like you said, people are getting rid of mirrors, chairs. There's some good stuff on there. There's some really good stuff. And, 
Yeah, and I think it would be fun to uh, take a photo of a MAGA hat and go, hey guys, I'm getting rid of this, so if anyone uh, wants to come by and take my uh, MAGA hat, I don't need it anymore. But Yeah, just be like, new year, new me, I'm turning over a new leaf, I decided to quit this whole thing. Does anybody, <laughs> if there's any new Trumpers... Yeah, well, I got just right. I got. Uh, I don't need the red one because I have a camo one now. So. <laughs> Sarah and I will always joke because we'll put stuff on there, like not anything bad, like literally like legit shit, and like no one will comment on it. But then someone will put like, "Hey, I have these used shoestrings, but there's only one of them. Does anybody want it?" And then there's like 25 people commenting. <laughs> I'm like, how come we literally we have this nice baby chair? It's like literally a chair that like uh, may just outgrew she's just too tall for it now it's like a 150 dollars chair and we got it from the buy nothing group and it was completely free so now we're trying to pay it for it and give it to somebody else and no one will comment on it but then someone will be giving away like half eaten candy bars and they'll be like dude i got dibs on that one <laughs> you gonna finish it <laughs> that's kind of a hilarious thing to post about too on the buy nothing just like a half-eaten slice of pizza. Like I'm pretty full, so if right. there's people on there. They're like, perf- they're like, I don't even know the enjoyment they get out of it, but because everything's free, so no money is changing hands. But there's this one lady. I put some stuff on there, and she came and picked it up. And I guess since we talked, like her posts, I see all the time in my feed now. So like she, she literally, they do these things called, they do these things called curb alerts. So like in New York, if you're getting rid of stuff, a lot of times people just put it on the curb and anybody walking by, if they want it, they'll take it. And if no one takes it, the trash man will eventually come and take it and throw it away. So she like took a picture of like this curb alert with all these items. And she's like, someone's getting, getting all these items away. And then two days later, she, I guess she just took a bunch of the curb alert items and then she took pictures of them. And then she was trying to give them away. I'm like, what do you have to gain from this? Like, are you that bored? Like someone is trying to give them away themselves in front of their stoop on their curb. You saw someone and then you took them and then you're just going to try to give them away. Like, do you have nothing better to do with your time? Like, it's just junk, dude. It's just used stuff. No, I, you gotta love you gotta love being a uh, a revolving door hoarder. Where yeah, I, just, I like, like to hoard, but then just you know. But hey, good for her for trying to save stuff from the trash. But then, I mean, I guess if it's on a stoop, it's probably gonna, if it's decent and on a stoop, it's getting taken. It's getting taken, yeah. So it's just a weird impulse to be like, hey, somebody put all these items out for someone to take. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what I could do? I could take them all and then I could put them on Facebook and give them away to other people. Like, okay, if you want to do that, I guess. Like, I do think that would be a great business to drive around New York with a moving van, uh, like a moving van, just on trash days, take cool shit. There's always, there's like nice furniture, especially in some parts of like Brooklyn or Manhattan. You're just like see a thing. You're like, that looks like a several hundred just and then just have a storage unit. Put all the shit you get in a storage unit selling online for whatever it's worth. But I, I, mean, I, and I think people, people have do. done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's like I'm literally sitting next to like this big wooden bookshelf 
and this was some this someone just put this on the the street and it's like not even like you know like particle board like some kit that someone put together this is just solid wood like this was like something somebody Mahogany, made. yeah yeah and it's just like someone decided to give it away for some reason so we went and got it and we realized that it was just a little wobbly, but we just bought a little rubber thing that goes underneath furniture to stabilize it. And we've had it for six years, <laughs> five years. And it's that, like, yeah, it's amazing. And it's like someone was just giving the shit away. That's that is New York, though. You can find like <clears throat> most things in, you know, my house, including the house are Free. <laughs> um, Brett found the just, house on the buy nothing group. <laughs> Someone was like, "Hey, does anybody want this house?" <laughs> so I was, um, as you guys were talking about this, because now my interest is peaked. I, I just started. I looked for my buy now group on Facebook from my area. Oh boy! It's just funny that you guys were talking about this because it's like I'm looking at it, it's like. Brooklyn's like public group, public group, public group. My neighborhood is so fucking hoity-toity that they're like, it's a private group and you have to answer the <laughs> I'm literally answering questions. So yeah. like, get it. And, like, and the questions are like, this. what's for your... free? Dude. Like, you made me sign an application for free shit. They're like, what is your net worth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> net worth, race. <laughs> You just hit you hit Dominican and immediately goes. I'm sorry, we're full of this We're not accepting applicants at this time. See, now I don't even want to like. Now I don't want to join it because they're gonna look and be like, "Ew, like, you shouldn't need yeah, this stuff." Bro, they your do. Salary. They I do one thing that they do in all the groups is they just make sure you have to put in your address so they know that you're actually in the neighborhood. Otherwise, yeah. I think that cuts down on the people that Brett were talking about who yeah. just try to find free shit and sell it. But other than that, there shouldn't be any. <laughs> there shouldn't be any uh, application processing. Granted, it would be easy to just go to Google Maps and zoom in on a street. Oh, that one's called Jefferson. All right, I'm nine one six Jefferson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like one step of. Uh, you'd be surprised how people are honest. You know what I mean? Like on shit that you could easily just lie about. People are like, oh, I couldn't possibly fake an address like that you know yeah <laughs> it's a weird deterrent that actually works yeah people right. are honest by the way Let's i was see. the victim of a hate crime recently um no, i'm just kidding that's uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man, I that was actually you know what i did have a run-in with a man who accused me of being a racist for no reason do you want to hear about it mm-hmm. of course this was yesterday there was a uh um I was waiting on the train to go uptown. Hold on, real quick. That'd be funny. He's like, all I did was call him the N-word five times. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snowflake. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not the hero of the story. <laughs> <laughs> all I did was tell him that the seat on the subway is whites only, but Dude, whatever. You, you, I couldn't you, find you my phone, so I went outside and I accused the closest black guy of stealing it. <laughs> Well, you can't burn a cross on someone's lawn anymore. What the fuck? Oh, no. Like I didn't, I didn't know this was the fucking you know 1984 bullshit. Um, but um, so Orwellian. But um, no, I was waiting on the train to go uptown, and this um, you know homeless-looking fella. He um, basically he laid down right next to the edge of the platform, like to just lay down and um so my computer's freezing you can still hear me right yeah i still hear you 
All right, cool. Anyway, so he lays down next to next to the edge of the platform, and I had just seen a subway sign that said "train coming in four minutes." You know, I was like, I was like, okay, I got four minutes to make this guy not to do something, and he starts crying, and he's going, "I'm so sad. I'm so sad." And I was like, "What's up, man?" And you know, you do kind of know it's he's going to ask for money, and that's you know, that's whatever. Um. I don't judge him since obviously he's has a pretty hard circumstance of life. So he says, uh, you know, I'm so sad. Can you give me some money, man? I, I don't have any reason to live. And I was like, buddy, I will not give you money, but I, you know, I'll encourage you to not lay on those tracks. It's not worth it. And he goes, I don't want, I don't, I need money. I need money. <laughs> and a nearby Chinese guy next to uh, near me tapped him on the shoulder and goes, here, here. And he hands over a dollar and he goes, now you go, now you go. And the man was, took the money and was like, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> so wait, I, just, I, just so I understand yeah. the story, this dude literally, his method of getting money was if you don't give me money right now, <laughs> I'm going to let this train kill me. And you won't you won't get to where you're going on time, and I will die, and you'll watch it. That's a little yes, yes. That's this is like Jesus. This is like when those Buddhists like caught themselves on fire to protest the Vietnam War. Like this is like this is some pretty intense shit. (laughs) I mean, it is like you know, it's it is twofold. One, I don't want to watch a man kill himself before my very eyes. And two, I don't want to be late. So there are many reasons. But more importantly, you don't want to give him money. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Like he doesn't know me. I'm like, dude, call my bluff. Call my bluff. (laughs) Like, dude, I wouldn't give money to my, one of my best friends, Nick Whitmer, if he was laying on the tracks. (laughs) Like, come on, get up, Wit. Get up, Wit. Dude, if you don't, I'll push you, Wit. I will fucking push you over. Um, so I'm like, I, dude, I will not give you money, but I will, like, come on, let's go. And he goes, you're heartless. You're heartless. And I go, the reason I'm talking to you is because I have a heart. I am not heartless. Don't accuse me of that. And he yelled at me one more time, and then he did get up, and then he, like, made a move like he was going to, like, come at me. And I'll be honest, he wasn't a big guy, and I had a, I had like a Kobe moment where I didn't flinch, and then uh, <laughs> it was, and then he started walking away and he yelled, "Racist! He's racist! <laughs> that man is racist!" <laughs> and I, I'm like, and people are like looking at me at this point. I'm like, and I, I literally just all I said is kept it calm, and I was like, that not even remotely a little bit. Come on, dude. <laughs> And uh, they're like, I mean, black people, come on, right? <laughs> Always pulling the race card. By the way, I don't even know if you established that he was not white. Right? He was a black. He was a black gentleman. He was. He was a black gentleman. By the way, this is the funny thing about uh, with the difference between me and Brett is like Brett has like this like five to ten minute long conversation with this guy like i would have never gotten this far with him <laughs> Christian, you, would have been, you don't care that he laid right in front of you i think he targeted me because you know oh a nicely yeah. dressed young handsome white guy he probably he would have seen he would have seen me and be like that guy he ain't he ain't gonna give a shit <laughs> no <laughs> he would have been like that guy doesn't tip that racist <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, it's just it's just like when you have a bunch of people look at you after being yelled that you're a racist, you're just like, yeah. And then there was this like there was like this Hispanic guy next to me, and he goes, "He's not racist." <laughs> <laughs> See, he was he like, like no. The guy, the guy, because there was a guy who like witnessed our interaction, and yeah. you know, I didn't do or say anything even a little racist uh, yeah. or even race related, because obviously it's not relevant. And um, you know, it was nice to have a guy point point yeah. at me and go like, "No, he's chill, he's chill." He and fucked then, up. So he should have done. He should have yeah. walked up to you and said, "If you don't give me five dollars right now, I'm going to yell and call you a racist in front of all these people." Dude, that's like actually yeah. a better ploy. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That would work with more white people. They'd be like, "All right, Jesus, man, don't <laughs> come on, take it easy." It's it's an interesting thing being yelled at that you're a racist because it's like it doesn't really make me that embarrassed or like no no because I know I'm not and didn't do. It's like you know what I mean. It was like. It wasn't that like, oh shit, like they're gonna know. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's like, uh, you know, if you called me a pedophile, I wouldn't be like, I'm not a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, because but I know I'm though, not a like, pedophile. But the thing is, though, if a ten year old accused you of being a pedophile, people would listen. Just that like is if, true. if a That's black person accused you of being a racist, people would listen because they would be like, well, there are a lot of racists. You know that what I mean? is that is fair. That is fair. That is fair. It's more likely to the accusations are more likely to stick. Um, I think that would be great. Like if there's a kid who needs some money, we could like, dude, a young, young, be oh like, God, hey, young kid, you kid? walk up That's to people mean. on the subway and say, hey, give me five dollars, or else I'm going to yell that you're a pedophile right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> This man touched me. It's basically the kids who sell candy in the, the subway. You, wait, you should go up to them and go, hey, I got a better scheme for you kids. Forget about hustling with these candy bars and making, what are your margins? Like 50 cents a candy bar? Come on. You can do better than that. They walk up to one guy and they're like, hey, if you don't buy 10 Snickers, I'm going to call you a pedophile. He's like, how did you know I was a pedophile? <laughs> I'll take the 20. man writes him a he writes him a fifteen thousand dollar check. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that like those kids selling candy are like, I mean, it, the thing was always that it's a hustle and that they give the money to like a fucking candy czar, like a candy pin. Basically, is that? Do you think that's true? I don't know. Like where else? It, it's like Avon ladies or something like a multi level yeah. marketing scheme, but with candy bars. Oh my God. Yeah, like they a guy comes up, he's like, sell this candy on this the subway, kid. You're cute, or whatever. And then they sell the candy, and it's like, I'm he's trying to for my basketball team or whatever. And then they give it to some guy, and he's like, here's two dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the rest of the fifty. That's so funny <clears throat> to think that there's just a pimp of children. I don't know if that's true, but I've I've heard that that that's the hustle apparently. Total bummer because you know I've gotten it a few times, and you're always like, "Hey, all right, I'm giving it to a kid who's, you know, running a, a small business of sorts." So it's like you feel good, but then now you're like, "Oh man, now I'm just giving money to 
dollar store Jeffrey Epstein. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, well, I guess with candy, not really. But you know what I mean. Yeah, You're giving sucks. it to fucking Omar from The Wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the end part of the story is that man had turned the corner and, uh, well, there's two ends to it. He had walked away, and at that point, I turned to the Mexican gentleman and I said, honestly, I was just trying to get to work. And I, a man across the platform goes, facts. And, uh, <laughs> and then the, the gentleman who laid down on the tracks proceeded to do the same thing 20 yards down. Yeah. And then the train started approaching. And people were waving their cell phones to uh, be like, don't fucking go. And uh, anyway, it all got resolved. And so, yeah. How did it get resolved? Like, did he get off off the train? An, M- an MTA guy. He uh, got off, and an MTA guy was like, "Yo, dude, you get you gotta not do that. You, you gotta <laughs> come on, man." It's like no one values I, his life yeah. enough to want to save it. They just want to not inconvenience yeah. their time. That was like, yeah, that was like, I don't know, man. I know he's like a homeless guy, but if the train's coming, grab him and yank him. Just like maybe he'll think you're attacking him, but I don't know. You won't watch a bloody death. I don't know. I would call his bluff. So, Adventures in New York. Uh, yeah, I think he does it frequently. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of those guys. They just yeah. have. I mean, I remember when I was when I first moved to New York. There was this dude who just looked. He looked like. I, the only word I can use to describe is wretched. And I don't mean that as like, like evil or anything. I mean, like he just looked like huddled disheveled masses. Like, <laughs> like when they, when they were inscribing the statue of Liberty, that's who they meant. Like this dude was in tatters <laughs> and he has, he's on, he's on the A train, but he has no shoes and his feet are all fucked up. Oh, yeah. And he's like, help me. Can I please have some money? Help me please. And then you would give him money and he'd go, oh, thank you, God. And then like once he was done with his, you know, he would do a couple rounds and then uh, he would just sit on the ground or like lay down on the ground in the fetal position, just like wait for the next stop. And he would just do that every day. And then like one day I remember somebody gave him shoes because he was always without shoes, always without shoes. And somebody gave him shoes. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. He's like, thank you so much. And the next day he didn't have shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. So that's, you know. He's like, that's what like- show did you catch? The 8 or the 10? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, it's not, it's not part of the outfit. You can't, like, I like the idea of him applying disheveled makeup. <laughs> yeah, he pays a makeup artist $50 yeah. to like, you know. <laughs> I came up with a backstory today that I got into a fight with another one. Let's let's try to incorporate that into the makeup. <laughs> There's this one old lady. She was she was scary. She uh she'd get on the train and she had like a cart full of all this shit. And she was all bent over and she was old. And then she would just start fucking bathing herself and rubbing alcohol. Mm. So, like, mm. that smell on it, like, so, oh, the God. smells just stay on a subway car because there's no, you know, yeah. there's no window open. There's no, you know what I mean? You're just sitting there in a trapped in a box and you just smell the rubbing alcohol. And then anybody who would get close to her, she would be like, <sighs> she would like growl at them. Uh. 
And I'm just like, Jesus, lady, I'm just trying to get your phone number. Just calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how Whit met Sarah. Oh, I fixed it. Wife roast. Wife roast. Yeah. Okay. Little update, live update. I just got accepted into <laughs> the nice. Connecticut uh, wow. group. A lot of baby wow. toys. Yeah, you can get rid of a lot of your baby shit. Just so you guys know, you can always text me about anything you're trying to get rid of. <laughs> okay. Probably <laughs> not baby related as I'm not going to hold on to it for like 7 that- to 24 years. <laughs> Does anybody need first come stack of burnable DVDs with printable labels and a box of jewel cases? Wow. Anybody Ooh. looking for burnable DVDs? <laughs> That's a guy who just watch literally anything on Netflix. He just quit the bootleg game when he realized that no one buys DVDs yeah. anymore. He's yeah. like, fuck. He just, <laughs> he just got an Apple TV and yeah. found out about all the apps. He's like, wait, people stream this shit? Isn't that a bummer though? Like the idea of like, you know, there's something cool about a movie collection and because it was like a reflection of your personality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the art you like is a reflection of you. So like there was something great about like, I, you know, these are the movies I chose that mean something to me or I'd find incredibly good. And now it's like, for now that doesn't exist for what like just like a cleaner and more elegant room yeah i mean uh, yeah i used to have a big collection and like i used to like looking at other people's collections because you're like oh they like fight club i like fight club too uh (laughs) which is like (laughs) such a uh 2000s era type of guy (laughs) I mean, you can have Fight Club in your collection, but if you have the poster, then you're a different guy. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you put a DVD in a DVD player? Like how many years ago? That's a good question. Probably 2008, 9? I'll I'll go on record. My parents never, they, they took them until like two and a half years ago to update the TV sitch. Right. So we had as the T- DVD player, we had our old Xbox, like the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. So it probably for me it was like 2017 or 18. Yeah, I was just trying to think. I was like, I, it's had to be in 2013, 2014 for me. And then yeah. the, conversely, when was the last time you put a CD in a CD player? Oh wow, oh, no. that's yeah, like that's fucking 2010. I um, I got. Uh, well, I can tell you the last DVD I did was a, a a set of my one of my early sets that they sent a comedy club sent me in the right. Middle. <laughs> like yeah. that's the last one I remember. And then I have I bought uh, I got my album on CD from Amazon uh-huh. because there's no phys- there's no physical copy, so I just got one, and I've still yet to open it. Like <laughs> that's how much I'm not listening to CDs. And I, I would yeah. need a quality check my own album. Yeah, I mean, hey, I got a couple hundred bread on Buble unopened CDs <laughs> here. If uh, you know, let me know. But that's literally how useless CDs are. Is that I had the option of buying Brett on Buble on CD, which I still have some device. I'm sure, like my PlayStation would play a CD, the audio of a CD. 
-hmm. Instead, I opted for the vinyl, and I have nothing that I'll play the vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to, I couldn't listen to the record. But having the record is more valuable than having a CD that I could actually listen to it. Tell you what, that's a limited. That's a limited edition run. That thing's gonna be worth some fucking money one day, Rick. It looks cool, to, dude. You're, you're gonna be able to put that on buy nothing. <laughs> 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 Don't even act like it's like a thing everyone kind of would have. Hey, we have an extra bread on buble lying around. <laughs> Like, don't That'd be such of a, a really uh, rigorous way of marketing yourself. You just go, hey, I have one extra copy of my album just lying around. Does anybody want it? <laughs> and then every every two days you put up a new one. <laughs> You're like, but get the word out there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to the attic, found another one signed this time. <laughs> Perfect packaging if anybody's interested. I, I wanted to bring up a uh, one of my favorite because we're talking about DVD collections. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of my favorite all time lyrics that haven't aged well, and it's not even for it's not on some like baby it's called outside type of stuff where it's like ooh that's just not really it's just yeah. it hasn't aged well like in terms of the technology. <laughs> There's a song called Hey Leonardo by a band called Blessed Union of Souls. And do you remember the song by chance? It's uh, the lyrics are like, basically, she don't care about my big screen. And then the next lyric that I love is, or my collection of DVDs. Oh, yeah, I remember that song, yeah. It's the funniest. It's my favorite because it's like, man, were were women really shallow in the early 2000s about like, oh, my God, he has has Mrs. Doubtfire on DVD. I have to suck his dick. (laughs) This woman woman is just using me for my Dark Knight DVD. This fucking... Is that the song I'm thinking of where he's like, she likes me for me? Yes. That's Not exactly. because I hang with Leonardo. Okay, yeah. 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 Which I don't think that lead singer ever hung out with Leonardo. I nor they, I don't think still. they, yeah, I don't think they ever hung out. They were, they had a, a hit or two, but I don't yeah. think they were ever hang out with Leonardo big. I think that's the song you write because you want to hang out with Leonardo and you <laughs> like, oh, maybe you'll hear it. And then seek me out. <laughs> like, dude, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the best he got was like a, a fucking Man in the Iron Mask DVD, probably. <laughs> that then his next that his next girlfriend judged him for having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, but oh, you have Boondock Saints on DVD? No thanks. <laughs> that's that's the that's the uh that's the one where you somebody has that DVD and you go, up. Oh, okay, never mind. No, no need to look at this DVD collection anymore. What makes Got you it. say that? I have a copy, bitch. He's like, still. I, it's the only one you have left, just for uh, Yeah, that's a terrible movie. But nothing that sounds. That's how that's how father the how fast DVDs because I moved to New York in 2011, and one of the things I specifically packed to move here because I only had limited room was a whole travel case of all of my DVDs. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I can't not have all of my DVDs. Uh, like, <laughs> and literally, yeah, literally, 
I get that. And then two years later, if even that, they're just, I don't even know where they are. I just, I moved out of my uh, apartment and I just left them there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even want them. Anyway, Christian, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's 2022. New uh, new year, new time. What's everybody's resolutions? Oh, nice, oh, fun yeah. question. You ready? They're simple. Mine, mine are simple. <clears throat> Stretch more since I'm starting to have lower back pain, uh, which started happening two days after my 30th birthday. Uh, oh, shit. So I'm trying to stretch more. I am uh, not allowed to be on my cell phone prior to 10 a.m. And those are my two resolutions. Ah, oh, interesting. I have a di- I have an altered one. I, what I did is on the iPhone, you can schedule downtime. So basically from 10, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., I'm not allowed to basically be on any form of social media stuff. Uh, Monday, Monday through Friday. So on the weekends, I give myself the whatever. But yeah, that's another thing of mine is just like, especially when you're when you're when you when you're uh, when you have a kid and you're on leave, uh, you just like live on your phone. It's like this thing. It's like your your priorities are so much centered around the baby that when the baby's sleeping or when the baby's down, like you forget other shit that you're supposed to do so you just sit down and you go oh i don't have to take care of a baby right now i guess i'll get on my phone and then i realized that my screen time went up like like 40 percent since the baby was born simply because like for that it's just like oh i haven't oh i don't have to do anything right now great i'll get on my phone and that was just living on my phone and so that's definitely one of mine is trying to not do that as much yeah i want to get a, a screen a daily screen time average on my phone, of course, because, you know, I'm trying to log more laptop hours, but um, I want to get a daily screen time average of under three and a half hours, which is so funny to think that, like, that's a lot of time. And that to me is right. like, you can do it. You can get on your phone. Yeah. You can be on your phone for Pace less yourself. than three and a half. <laughs> like, yo, you got the, you could do this resistance. You know that there's that study that people don't realize how many times they touch their face during the day. Like they, it's so oh, absent yeah. minded. Like, they scratch. Yeah. That's how it's. That's how picking up the phone and looking at it is. Like anytime I go to do something, if I'm within a couple minutes of not having my phone, I'll go. Oh, where's my phone? And then I'll see it, and then I'll yeah. check it to see if anybody texted me or something. Like it's just like a weird habit that I have, and I notice with social media, especially like I'll open the phone and I purposely put all of social media in a in a um, in a folder that I called Mind Poison. And I literally moved that folder all the way to the end to where it's literally on its own screen. So I have to scroll over four times. And I noticed that as soon as I picked up my phone, I was already three scrolls over to the folder. It's like, it's just the instinct. It's just, I'm just, I'm not thinking at all. And then like one time I got on like Instagram and I go, what am I fucking doing? And then I like consciously was like, what am I doing? And I like opened up my phone, uh, like the bottom to close all the apps. And I closed every app on my phone. And then instinctually, eight seconds later, I opened up Instagram again. Yeah. Just It's just such a habit. It's such a, like a weird habit. I don't even know that I'm doing it until I'm in, until I'm fucking seven scrolls in and I'm looking at 
someone's Instagram story. And I'm like, wait, what if, what happened? Like, where's my life? What, what just happened? Yeah. So it's, that's my, like, uh, May, May is 11 years old now. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, I missed her first 10 years of life. Son of a- <laughs> Why yeah. did you put it in the story for me? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tag me in anything. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I doubt I'm the first person to make this point, but it's it's just the new like check the fridge, you know, even right. though you're not hungry, you just like go in there and look around and see if there's anything in there when there's nothing going right. on. Yeah. Just it's fucking... yeah. What about you, Christy D? Are you what are your resolutions? I didn't even make one. I, I don't really? remember. <laughs> I don't know. Just to continue being awesome, not get COVID. Well, uh, <laughs> too late. I have, I, I have one I'd like to add, and it's it's based off of a, a piece of internet I saw that I find really funny, which is, um, are you guys familiar with a man named Dan Bilzerian? Does that ring a yes. bell for either of you? Yes. It's, it rings a bell, and I can't picture who that is. Dan Bilzerian is a picture postcard of a douchebag. He is like uh, all of the things a douchebag thinks are fucking so sick and cool. He thinks yeah. are so sick and cool. He's like a, I think he's a trust fund kid who uh, takes a lot of photos in hot t- does a ton of blow and takes a lot of photos with vapid, hollow minded uh surface level attractive. Wait, there's no, um, there's no irony. It's just, this is all sincere. Like this is just like, Oh, dude, there's no irony. He, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, and he like, uh, yeah, he's like just, and here's the thing he did do. He bought a, I guess he like bought his way into a Mark Wahlberg movie to be like one of, not like to be one of the soldiers in it. And, but then tried to convince people like, yo, I was just in the movie. And then it got like revealed that he like paid the <laughs> cast and, or he paid the whatever, like yeah. it was like a hundred grand or something for like two, like a few lines. Well, it's lame to do that for anything, let alone not your movie. Um, and uh, anyway, he there's just a clip that circulated like the internet and TikTok of him on a podcast, and he was just talking about like you know how he gets chicks, and he was just like, "That's the thing." And he used this phrase, which I think is the ultimate douchiest combination of three words you can make he goes that's the thing that's why i get so much top tier pussy <laughs> uh, see that's funny you say that because that's been a uh, tiktok now someone took that soundbite and now they ironically put it behind somebody doing something obviously not not uh, you know something hilarious like you wouldn't like someone collecting beer caps or you know what i mean um, yes so that yeah, yeah that circulated and it was just so funny because there was a great TikTok of someone making a really emotional side by side with it, being like, "This is so true." Like, yes, this. Um, and uh, I think why I brought that up was, uh, yeah, just the phrase "top tier pussy." It really, it's it really <laughs> struck me as, oh, I never would have thought of those because "top tier" is like a very fratty phrase. Yeah. That's like that is like embedded from frat culture. Like the fraternities have tiers. Like, oh, if you're top tier, I can even do Wake Forest fraternities if you want. Like top tier frat at Wake was like, you know, Deeks, um, Delta Kappa Epsilon, as you guys know. And then there was mid tier, which was like Lambda Chi, which 
Sometimes we would call Ram to Guy. And then you had uh, how unfortunate, you know, yeah. And then you had Alpha Sig, which, dude, if you're an Alpha Sig, bro, that's oh, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I thought that was top tier. No, that's, dude, no, 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 no. Alpha <clears throat> Kappa Sig was top tier. Okay, that's. Um, uh, but they were also the very racist frat. Uh, well, I mean, you got to be if you're gonna be like, top tier, right? <laughs> dude the real story that happened to my buddy tj uh tj's a black guy he went they went to him and a few of them my close friends went to one of their parties and this was in 2012 they literally said get this n-bomb out of here oh boy in 2012 Yikes. at any college or place let alone one that is positions itself as a liberal arts college yeah but what was tj doing oh man (laughs) (laughs) he must have been up to something uh yeah hey i don't know i guess we don't know the full story you're right yeah come on let's not let's not judge out of context let's hear both sides here let's hear both sides you immediately get an accent when you defend that (laughs) let's hear both sides okay Oh um, boy. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that top tier pussy and then I Because you want to be him for New Year's resolution. You're trying to be more like this guy. I want to be like Dan Vilzerian. I want to yeah. have a dick that doesn't work because I've done so much cocaine. Okay. And uh I want to have steroid muscles and pay my way into Mark Wahlberg movies as background extra as a background extra. Well, dude, you know, we're only eleven days into the year, so you got a lot of time to get those things done. Yeah, it'll happen. I believe in you. That's uh, can you do that? I get. I guess you can. I mean, well, like, let's be fair though. Like, what's the difference between him casting, him paying to be in a movie, and like, you know, sometimes when they do Kickstarters, you can pay to be a producer on it. Like, you're technically a producer on. You're just paying your way in. Like, okay. I, I guess. I guess it depends you, on like you know. a lot of producers who put money down are like doing it as an investment where they get money back. Yeah. If I guess I guess you could make the argument that you're using it for exposure, which I mean it's yeah. a terrible idea, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like an odd, an odd thing to do. It is weird that like the idea of being in a movie gives you some like kind of credibility for some reason, when <laughs> like the truth is you can just pay to be in it, or <laughs> and like even the weirder thing is that you just knew somebody. It really is like mostly where what is like the regular that, way to do it is just to know somebody. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's right. how some that's how somehow more credible than paying to be in it. I don't well, that's know. that's what's so interesting about like sometimes after the fact learning that it's a crazy famous person's son or daughter, and it sometimes lines up and makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it it sometimes makes you like laugh, not like laugh, but you're like, take American Sniper. One of like the like side character has like five lines. It's very handsome. It's like Clint Eastwood's kid. And like yeah. he can only get that part despite his dad being, that's how competitive it probably is. Right. Um, then take another movie. Uh, I forget who it was. I mean, it was you, Christian. But uh, we were talking about that movie. Um, what was uh, the director of Inception? Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 
his newish movie, oh, yeah, his the, Tenet, yeah, with Denzel Tenet. Washington's kid. You with Denzel? Yeah, yeah. I remember my brother literally. I think it was Jordan. Maybe he was like, dude, that whoever they had as the actor, that like guy was like just like not good. I don't know why. He'd, and then yeah. we like Googled it and it was like uh, Marcus Washington. And you're like, ah, John, yeah, John David yeah, Washington. Washington. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, that guy's a good actor, but that movie, like, I don't know. He just like, I, so I was to, to play that role where you carry a movie by not having a lot of dialogue and being very stoic is like really fucking hard to do. And you kind the of hustling drive. Yeah. You, you have to have like, show business face or, or something like actor face yeah. to, to do that where your face just is interesting. Like, so like I've seen that guy in other things where he's good, but he's more, his character is more animated and more detailed where that was like a very stoic character. So, you know, the, the weird thing about that movie and I do like him too. And I, I hate to kind of shit on him, but like the thing I realized when I watched that movie, I was like that movie needed a movie star yeah yeah he just didn't like he wasn't his dad it's so like it's so fucked up to say honestly but like right that movie the scene where he like uh the scene where he's in the restaurant with michael kane he's like oh can you pack all this stuff up when i watched i was like oh denzel would have killed this shit (laughs) he would have crushed that yeah yeah that's Uh, the thing like that his movies nolan's movies never like a lot of his blockbusters never develop the characters very well like even like a movie like inception and like you know a lot of his movies so they need movie stars like when michael kane is in that movie you go oh that's michael kane i know who this guy is they don't develop michael kane's character for shit you know what i mean but you're just like yeah it's michael kane like alfred in the 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 christopher Nolan batman movies is not like a sussed out character where you really learn much about but it's no. fucking. You're like, yeah, it's it's fucking Michael. It's Michael Kane. Yeah, he plays you know? the father figure. Yeah, <laughs> he's the father. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's the you that's know? the problem. Like Christopher Nolan movies, the main uh, the main character is usually like a John Everyman. So you yeah. need a Leonardo DiCaprio to like right. put some charisma on it. But like, and like literally the 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 main character in the main character in Tenet is name is the protagonist <laughs> like what really yeah it's just, his name in the movie is called is the protagonist they, that's the perfect name for him because there's nothing to and i mean inception's yeah. the same way like tom hardy's character in exception in, inception yeah. like there's not there's not what like all they might as well have said hey before we do this we got to go get tom hardy and they go okay let's go and then they go get tom hardy it's the same yeah, thing in so tenet with uh robert addison like they, they should just be called yeah. the name. They should be Robert Pattinson should play himself. You know what I mean? That's like, so and, and not funny. the shit on Nolan because Nolan, I like his movies a lot, and they're visually beautifully uh, beautiful. Oh, and great writer there's a too. Lot of, great writer. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of audio stuff that's completely beyond my depth of understanding. That is, uh, I'll take everybody's word for it. Is really cool in all the movies and stuff. Uh, and I, I enjoy a lot of his movies, but the character development in any of these movies is, are very, and probably intentionally so, uh, not really there. That's funny that, like, the protagonist, it's just funny because that's how you scrap screenwrite when you're like, I don't care right now. I'll think of his yeah. name later. Right. You just yeah. write, like, best friend right. or, right. like, you're just, yeah, you kind of write, like, main character. So it's, yeah. like, funny that, 
you know, Christopher Nolan and the studio's like, wait, wait, that script, what do you have it? And he's he hadn't finished it. And he's like, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting $230 million to make this. I'm Christopher Nolan. Right. I, uh, and it's funny because Tom Hardy and Robert Pattinson are very similar in that they are the charismatic friend. Yeah. The movie. Charismatic yeah. sidekick who shoots shit. Yeah, there's a lot of like Michael Bay, not Michael Bay. He's probably not there, but like the way Michael Bay's movies are very formulaic and they're blockbusters and stuff. They're so Christopher good. Christopher Nolan movies are very formulaic in that. Um, outside of Batman, because Batman had characters that we all were introduced to at other times in our lives, but you know, Inception and um, Tenet and uh, even Memento. Memento literally is a character who you know nothing about. He's just like wakes up and he doesn't know uh, who he doesn't have a memory. And then yeah. he has, he leaves all the clues on his body, but that whole movie is like, you never learn anything about that character. And I, again, this isn't like a critique. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but uh, it's just kind of interesting. Cause that's such a big thing for other um, movies to like have character development to make you care. Um, like there's a movie, um, it was an Amazon movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan, who I like a lot. I think he's awesome, but it, it, the movie sucked. Uh, it was based off of a book uh, called Without Remorse. And it's like, this book is like, it was a Tom Clancy book, but it was really, really good. And uh, the movie is basically a revenge. Um, it's a revenge story, but the book makes it very complex. But in 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 the movie, it's like opening scene, uh Michael B. Jordan is a Navy SEAL and he's with his SEAL team and they're doing a mission that seems to be off spec. Like they don't know why they're there. Next scene, he's back home. His wife's pregnant. He kisses her. Next scene, somebody kills his pregnant wife. And you're just like, dude, like, am I supposed to care about any? Like, I don't even know her name. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know his name. <laughs> like, and you're killing, like, they, you could tell that they purposely made the wife pregnant so it would be more impactful because yeah. they needed to do something. Because like, oh, yeah. but like, what what would have uh, what would it have hurt just adding just three or four more minutes of to up top of just some sort of development of the wife to where when she dies it actually means something to you, you know, as a as a uh, audience member, you know, yeah. like there's a, like so many movies. What? No, I was just gonna say if you're a writer, maybe just put in a personal little anecdote that's something you and your wife do that yeah, maybe. Yeah you love her for and then yeah maybe the anything. audience will recognize that yeah yeah anything it doesn't even have to be pregnant. honestly it's one of those things where it doesn't necessarily have to be all that good you just have to make the attempt you know what i mean yeah. like in order for the movie to be cohesive you have to at least make the attempt now we can all debate about if the attempt was good or not and that's where good movies and bad movies come from but like there wasn't even an attempt they're just like fuck it dude you're only watching this movie so you can watch people get shot in the face like you know what I mean? like there's just well, none of that kinda, that's why uh, two things was like the beginning of john wick the original john wick is so brilliant because it just shows like he has a dog and it, it the movie doesn't it never says it he just suggests that like his girlfriend died and she gave him that dog as a present and then they kill the dog and you're like oh shit now, yeah like, yeah and you're like oh man that dog really meant a lot to that dude yeah <laughs> you, guys are all you killed fucked. the wrong guy's dog <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of brilliant in the way they did that and like i uh i still have never seen any of those movies i gotta see those 
I saw the first one. Someone just just made a joke. It's like they kill his dog, so he kills half of New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I I saw the first one and I was like, I think I'm good on the second. It's just like a showcase for a bunch of like really sick, fucking sick damn Bilzerian action. Like yeah. Sick shit, dude. If you like sick shit, dude, just top tier headshots, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted because you brought up Michael Bay, I sent you guys a clip yesterday. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring this up too. This is so I was, funny. <laughs> I was on a Reddit thread and it was like, "What line uh, from a movie took you out of the movie?" And then someone <laughs> put, "It's the line from Pearl Harbor where Josh Hartnett picks up the phone and says." I think World War II just started. And I was like, <laughs> I thought that was a joke answer. I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. That's really funny. That'd be stupid if they did that. And then someone put the clip under. I was like, wait a minute. That's a fucking line from the movie. <laughs> it's so funny. It, I was like, I think yeah, World War II just started. Which you you like got to look dumb. it up. It, it's, uh, there's yeah. explosions everywhere. This guy's calling frantically. Josh Hartnett picks up the phone. It's all dramatic. And they're like, what the fuck's going on there? And then he almost like looks at the camera and winks. Yeah. He goes, I think World War II just started. <laughs> it's the Which dumbest so, thing I've ever seen. It's so dumb because like, first of all, first of all, World War II was already started. Like yeah, by other countries in World War II. There was a lot yeah. of fighting. Yes. Yeah. There was a good two, two years. Two plus now years that, of that shit. Now that America's in it, now it's officially <laughs> World War II. And the that, second thing uh, that's so dumb about it to me is that, like, first of all, I don't think they were even calling it World War II at that time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The they weren't War. calling it World War One. Yeah, they weren't even calling yeah. it World War One. So to say, like, I think we're, that's like if like they did a 9-11 movie and the first tower fell and they're like, guys, I think 9-11's happening right now. <laughs> Stupid. God, that'd be, that's, that would be a line in the, the Groundhog Day movie I want to make where Michael, where uh, Mark Wahlberg has to wake up every day on 9-11 to stop it from happening. Is like, he would be like, guys, if you don't let me get on that plane, 9-11's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? What is that? I, what you, the date is gonna happen. What are you talking? We oh, know man. it's nine eleven. You idiot. That's no, no. Funny. And then Mark Wahlberg's like, no, no, no. Do not trust those Arab-looking dudes. They're like, that is so fucked Whoa. up. That is not okay. It is two thousand one. It's September eleventh, two thousand one, my friend. <laughs> you do not say things like that. Not on nine eleven. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. like, like uh, the wars were like that. The World War One. I, I, I think, if I remember correctly, it was just referred to as the Great War or just they the just War. It- the Great War. I had I actually yeah. looked it up because that line was so stupid, and, yeah. and uh, they called it the Great War. And they didn't even start calling it. They didn't even call it World War Two. They called it. It came from FDR calling it the Second World War yeah. as he was declaring them the United States in World War Two. Yeah, like it like it wasn't a thing until way after, which is so funny. I like yeah, picturing it, FDR trying to take credit for that. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> He's at a bar, so you know uh, World War II, right? Like, yeah, he's like, I thought of that phrase. <laughs> You'd be even more egregious as if in that 1918 movie, they're like, guys, it's World War One. <laughs> yeah. 
They're like, wait a second, there's going to be a sequel to this the- shit? <laughs> How do you know? We're-, <laughs> <laughs> we're right now in the middle of World War One. <laughs> Things are not looking good. Um, that's how dumb Michael Bay movies as as good as they are for being so dumb. That's like that's I, Brett and I were talking about this before. We were talking about like how good the South Park guys are in that they're just like they just make fun of the thing. They don't make fun of like a specific movie. They make fun of the thing in the movie. Like yeah. when people talk, like a guy dying in a movie always sounds like hey, I just have five seconds. And I have something to say. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm dead. <laughs> like they always sound like that. Yeah. Or they, uh, yeah, what they were we talking about before? They do sorry. great. They do great. Like intense action voices of like, yeah. we're not going to make it out of here alive. So we I guess we're going to have it. We yeah, already, we already have it. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb line. They do the best. Like sometimes when you're like, I write, I like, and it's like a funny th- I like do can find myself thinking in South Park voice, yeah. which is like it's so definitely Matt Stone or Trey Parker's over the top cheese, like making fun of the cheesiness. But it just is in my head as a way to talk. Yeah. You're never going to believe this. It's like <laughs> it's unmistakable. Yeah, but that's that that was fucking fantastic i never i don't think i've ever seen that movie it's such a craven movie of like it's the post titanic movie of like you know uh historical disaster and then a love story thrown in the middle of it but with the guy who has the absolute least subtlety in all of movie making (laughs) the guy the guy who makes james cameron look like an italian filmmaker from the 40s (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like a a low like he he is like did you he really is like he's like james cameron like just like dialed up on like over the toppedness and dialed down on subtlety. Yeah. And like, it's like the, he's like the like bizarro, uh, like version of James Cameron. If he, you know, if he lost like 30 IQ points or something. Well, it's funny. Cause we even talked about avatar that one time where it's like avatar is like a movie movie where like the, the, Ultimate. the evil science the evil generals like the bad guy of the movies like these limp dick scientists like, he's such a caricature and he, oh he's a hilarious we gotta fucking kill these fucking savages <laughs> <laughs> like they haven't done anything to him because it gives me a boner <laughs> like, why is it to say that yeah um but yeah, and then there's oh that movie is so great. Yeah, so it's like he does what James Cameron does, but just like even I don't know, like even more Cameron-y. Yeah. Like I think James filter. Cameron shows it to like one screenwriter friend and is like, this like can you but I think Michael Bay's like, no, I've done it. The masterpiece, it's complete. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Well, I think well, James, James Cameron Cam- finds yeah, out ahead. about like what's I think James Cameron like finds a technology he's like oh dude there's like this new technology let's write a story and find a way to fit it in this technology whereas like you know michael bay's just like 
wait, we can do what now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we need a story? Let's just do some uh, good guy cops versus bad guy cops and shoot out and we'll do that camera <laughs> shit in the middle. I don't know. He's, what, like, like, dude, I'm already, he's like, I'm already recording right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movies, if any, Michael Bay, like you actually wrote the screenplay for. I don't know his, yeah. his uh, career as much. But I know like Cameron, like he wrote Terminator and like Aliens yeah. and like uh, he wrote Avatar. Another, uh, yeah, Avatar is not the example, I guess, because it is a little okay. cheesy. But like some of the best science fiction movies of all time, he like not only yeah. directed and like did so in a brilliant like way, pushing like the the envelope of like what people knew was possible at the time, like Terminator Two. Um, yeah. But also, he would like write the screenplay, so like a lot of these ideas and stuff were really cool. Yeah. So like. To me, like Michael Bay was always like someone who was doing an impression of James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like Armageddon. Like there might be some cool yeah. fil- filmmakery stuff in in in, in Armageddon, but like yeah. the script yeah. is like is very corny, you know. And same Dude. with all the Transformers movies that he did. Like there might be some cool filmmakery stuff that I lose because I just don't have an eye for that kind of stuff. Um but it, there's nothing there in terms of the the writing. Dude, we got to. Um, I'm convinced he wrote at least the second sentence of his autobiography. You ready? First sentence: Michael Bay is an American film director and producer. Next sentence: He is best known for making big budget, high concept action films. And you're like, wait a minute. Are they that high concept? <laughs> I thought you were going to say high octane. <laughs> yeah, he wrote that. Balls to you the wall. Like, high octane. <laughs> to be fair to him, I remember reading an article one time. Be where fair. There were uh, an interview with him where they were like, so what, what do you say to all the people who criticize your Transformers movies? He's like, yeah, like he goes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I make movies for 14 year old boys. I'm sorry. That's the fucking worst thing ever. And I was like, you know what? Good for you, dude. Hey, if you, as long as you're owning it, that's totally fine. I mean, that goes back to like Nickelback and all the things that people like. It becomes fashionable to hate. Yeah. It's like, what did Nickelback ever do in the sense that's of true? Like, with, like Nickelback wasn't trying to be Nirvana at any point in their careers. You know, like they weren't mm-hmm. trying to be like that. You know, heady like. Critically acclaimed rock band. They were like always going for that poppy, pop rock, whatever thing. That's, and yeah, Michael Bay definitely, definitely, he does. God, he really is good at making movies for 14 year old boys. I mean, even later in that interview, the he was like, You don't like my movies? What are you, gay? <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the, the circle finger thing down below the table. <laughs> but he hasn't, he, he hasn't updated because 14 year old boys, I feel like he hasn't updated. He's making four movies for 14-year-old boys from the early 2000s. Because <laughs> yeah. the 14-year-old boys today are like, why is this character not gender fluid? Why yeah, that's fluid? true. He's literally oh, doing an interview. He's doing press, and then he farts and says safety. He calls safety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. You know it would be fun to uh, – I don't know if we have time, but you know it would be a fun thing to talk about? Mm. The have we talked about the uh University of Penn swimmer? What no, I haven't heard of this. It's a story. There's a uh, this a uh, transgender woman swimmer at the University of Penn, um, Ivy League school. She's a 
she's a woman who uh, was a man for two years, a, co- a collegiate male swimmer for two years, mm-hmm. transitioned to a woman, and now she's effectively um, kind of destroying the competition yeah. in female swimming. And there was an interestingly enough this past weekend, she swam in a meet with, and it was like the Ivy League meet, and she swam. The only person she lost to was a trans man. <laughs> okay. And the trans man now it's a trans man, which means it was a person who Wait, so it was. It's a woman who transitioned to being a man. Correct. Who okay. is competing with women? Okay. Um, because that person said he was like, I am a man socially, but I would like to finish my career on this team. So uh, yeah, because if he, he went to the fucking men's league, you'd get it's just destroyed. <laughs> well, he wouldn't truly wouldn't be on the team, but it, it kind of like, you just like go like, yo, what's like, what, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> it's just like, what's going on? It's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting that like every amount of, uh, confusion or confoundment seems to be considered offensive. I think, I think, I think I figured out the way of doing it is to get rid of male and female sports completely and just have qualifying statistics. So like there's league a and league B. If you can swim between these two time intervals, it means you're amongst the fastest people. So you're in league a if you're Let's in call, these two, yeah, I love if, that idea. If you're in these I, two intervals, you're in League B, and that right. way, if like a tra- if a trans, if a woman who can trans or if a man transitions into a woman and is just dominating women, like it's not even about because yeah. what what is it like? It's swimming. Well, like who gets a Right. Yeah. It's all times, but I think I have like I like League A and League B. I have ideas for what we can call those leagues. Uh, oh league yeah, a I can't wait to hear them. Men's. And leave me as women's. <laughs> um, yeah, I oh, mean, it's. Uh, I did hear a guy one time say at a Brooklyn like Bushwick bar, like we should get rid of men's and women's sports, trying to sound liberal, not realizing that he just literally cut every woman out of athletics. But um, which is a shame. Let's but try to it, apply it to the soccer teams, by the way. Like the 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 one woman sport that Americans actually hold sacred is women's soccer. Like let a team full of trans people destroy our US women's soccer team and then let's see how long this uh this thing lasts. You know, oh uh, I mean? dude, that those trans the, the I like it was something I was thinking about because the coach, I think I texted the group, but the coach said in the interview in the, a lot of the players on UPenn's team, the female swimmers, some have said they're afraid to say anything because they are worried they will be labeled as transphobic and it will lead to them not being able to have employment or other repercussions. So they have to say things like, I don't know if it's the most fair under shadow of anonymity. Now, one of them also said in that interview, they quote, the coach doesn't care. He just loves winning. So <laughs> Of course. 
it's the fun like dude you do you guys remember in the 50s when the first all-black basketball team was allowed to compete (laughs) if you if i was a college coach i would be assembling a team of five transgender women to just absolutely go (laughs) wild on all these motherfuckers (laughs) just like just absolutely and you know the coach is strutting around the locker room with his chest out like he's some sports guru yeah with x's and o's and he's like what what i'm just being liberal i'm I'm just being (laughs) the least liberal guy to ever it's just as dishonest like when i played uh we played in the the, we talked about this before i think the midget football league midget football Mm -hmm. uh we had this kid on our team who was like he was just a freak he was literally like shaving (laughs) like at halftime like he was just a fucking he was a man he was a man playing he played on our team he played middle linebacker his name was jc johnson i'll say his name i don't care it's such a generic name (laughs) he was he was a fucking monster we went undefeated and unscored upon no one scored a point against us and it's because we had like a fucking high school linebacker in the middle of our defense who could run down all these nine-year-old kids, 10-year-old kids, and just destroy them. Of course, no one fucking scored a point on us. You had a 20-year-old. <laughs> Dude, this kid was like dry, driving to the, the peewee for the midget football games. Like he's fucking he, <laughs> like, he dude. Was, <laughs> he was taking smoke breaks at halftime. <laughs> oh, man. That is that era of youth sports when some players or one has gone through puberty and everyone else is still a young boy is such a fucking hilarious era. Right. It's just so funny. And I remember, I mean, I was up against it because I didn't have my growth spurt till a few weeks ago. But when I was a kid, <laughs> when I when I was a kid, man, there was just those, there were some kids that were just monsters. And you'd be like, I got to go up against that guy. Like, it, it's, I don't know. Maybe we need to, you know, regulate sports so much where they're like, all right, we're going to measure where your balls are. And if they're below this, <laughs> if they're below this, you cannot play with the nine-year-old boys. Right. Well, they do that. I mean, you know, in like peewee football and stuff, like they have a weight limit for how old you have or how heavy you can be to, to run the ball. Because there were leagues where they would just take a kid who was like 50 oh, pounds heavier fair. than everybody and just hand him the ball and no one could tackle him. So like <laughs> they do make – they're just sending a cannonball out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, they do have, I mean, they do have rules like that. So if you're allowed to regulate a sport like that, why can't you do it in another way to where maybe you're like, hey, listen, you should be in a different league. You're too fast. Yeah. You're too big. You're too strong. Like, what are you doing in this league? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they so do in boxing and fighting. Be- there's, there's, in fighting, there's fucking you know, weight classes. And that's very much by design. Cause if you make somebody go up in one weight class, they could get a fucking career ending concussion. Like that's how serious the difference is between like 20 pounds on a fighter. So I guess what you're trying to say with is you want to punish top tier talent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, that collegiate swimmer has got top tier pussy. Anyway, guys, now you can fall. I said a pussy that calls her a woman. Hey, you cannot hey, get mad at that. You listen, cannot get mad at that. She does now. She definitely does now. And that's great. I'm happy for her. Truly. 
Um, and, That'd be funny if that know, was her. Uh, that was her argument. She's like, I'm not stronger. I just chopped it off, and I'm more aerodynamic. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna, I just go right through the fucking water. <laughs> Hydrodynamic, I guess it would be right. Yeah. Anyway, should we call there, gentlemen? Yes. Guys, listen, I postponed my special taping to February 6th because this uh, homosexual tour, uh, you know, COVID strain thing, Omicron. Mm. Um, So February 6th, Sunday, two shows, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Tickets are available. Uh, Go to thenickwhitmer.com and you'll see a little button there or just go to my instagram in my instagram bio link there's buttons uh come on support i need people there i need this to sound really good so show up be cool and uh see you there go with christian duran comedy.com for all your christian duran needs you can stream king latifah on spotify right now hell you can even buy it from his band camp if you got a spare five ten bucks Thank you, Brett. Yeah, Ooh, and uh, same with uh, go. Uh, you know, follow my Instagram, Brett Rabel. There we go. Brett Coin by Brett Coin by Brett Coin. Exciting. I'm I'm getting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm meeting up with the Bloomberg reporter next week, gentlemen. Hell yeah! So this, nice. The the pump could be upon us. Well, make me richer. Oh, I'm trying, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. Stay frosty. (laughs) Ta-ta. Peace.